What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome, welcome everybody to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I'm so, so, so excited. I'm one of your hosts, Suzanne Stoffer. Uh, Megan Solito, my partner in crime, um, is taking the day off. She's in sunny California, actually, like, um, uh, she just got back from Australia. She was here for two days, and then she went to California. So um, <laughs> she's on a world tour, and in the meantime, I'm holding down the fort. And I am so, so, so excited because I have... Uh, my amazing friend, um, one of my favorite people on the planet, back on the show this week, um, Morris Coons, and we like to call him Dr. Love. Dr. Love's in the house. Welcome back, Morris. Yeah, thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate that. <laughs> Always fun to be back saying, in the house. <laughs> back in the house. I was just saying to him that his voice is even lower and sexier this morning than it normally is. So all of the ladies listening, and maybe some men too, will enjoy just listening to his <laughs> voice. <laughs> I guess time will tell. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, except if I piss everybody off, you know, by what I said. So <laughs> they're going to love you and then hate you. Um, yeah, hopefully no, I piss them I'm off in a good way. In a good way, right? Like a triggering um, <laughs> so that they can start, yes, like thinking about it in a new way. And so I'm so excited for this very provocative, edgy conversation today. Um, it, yeah. it, it, was, it stems from a conversation that Morris and I had um, a few weeks ago um, about being sexually expressed because, I mean, I ask Morris for advice. Like, I'm like, hey, I I really want to embody my sexualness. I'm dating again. Like, I really want to, um, you know, show up in this um, really expressed way, but I'm getting all of these, like, judgments thrown at me, like, being I'm being misinterpreted. Um, you know, I feel like I don't know how to navigate this and I really would like kind of your perspective. And so um, I, I imagine that I'm not the only woman that being very sexual and having a lot of sexual energy running through my body that sometimes I, you know, like me, you feel judged or uncomfortable in your skin or misidentified sometimes as maybe like a slut or, I mean, I've even been called, like, a whore, right, which is, like, not a very positive thing to be called. <laughs> and so, you know, today we want to kind of dive deep into this conversation. And um, I have this conversation a lot with women, and I thought, you know what, wow, it would be so amazing to have a man's perspective 
about how women show up. And, and, and I know for you, you are such a stand for women in the world and you're such a, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're kind of what I would consider an enlightened conscious man. Um, and so I love coming to you for support. And so I thought that this conversation might be something that would be amazing for all of the listeners too. Yeah, yeah, and and I love this conversation, as I love all relationship conversations. It's always fascinating, always a blast uh, to really dig into the dynamics of what goes on between the masculine and feminine. So I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, and, you know, so we really do want to talk about these cultural stigmas and the mixed messages that women receive around our sexuality. And, I mean, I think the intention truly is to have uh, to have the conversation called "Do it your way," like embody your own sexual expression, embody who you are, and find a way that works for you. And maybe this conversation can open up those places and spaces where maybe you have not thought about it, or you've not considered, or you've not aligned with um, with who you really are. And I. I I was actually, you know, I asked this question before the show and I kind of want to throw it out as our first our first question for Morris because I was talking about on Facebook and how a lot of times I see women um who show up on Facebook as like very like very sexual like they're they're doing selfies and they're you know showing cleavage a lot and they're um you know they're expressing their viewpoints and stuff like that and um and I know that at times I was like going hmm I mean that's a interesting I'm watching it I'm watching it as a woman and I'm watching them get like all these comments from men you know saying like oh my god you're so hot and you're so beautiful and like um, and I'm wondering about whether that's the, you know, if, if that's what they, these women want is that kind of, um, feedback from men or if they're, or if they like that or what, you know, because I, for, for some of them, they're actually like coaches working on trying to get clients for programs and stuff like that. Um, and I was, I was actually just in Long Beach and I was talking to a friend of mine who is a therapist and she wants to change her image up and show up as very highly sexual, like a highly sexual coach, um, where she's now like kind of showing up as very princess-like in a way. And so it, it had me start thinking about that, um, that idea of a woman um, showing up that way in social media, kind of like as a way to express her profession. And, and I was asking Morris, what did he think about that? And what, what do you think about that, Morris? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that. So I, I just mm-hmm. want to, uh, it's now a good time to address what we were talking about earlier about the judgments and yeah. women yeah. maybe being triggered by uh, the fact that a man is here talking about sexuality and, and you know, it's yeah. like the, the conversation comes up about how should a woman show up. And so yeah. I want everybody to know that, like, what I'm what I'm talking about, what we're talking about today is not what works from the judgment of a man. We're talking about what works in an attractive way and a supportive way and how can a woman show up in her full sexuality be fully expressed in her own power, not so that she can succumb to a man or please a man or turn a man on. It's about what's 
what's generally attractive, what's powerful, and, and how do we see that and how do we respond to that. So I just want everybody to know that this isn't about me making judgments about how I think a woman show, should show up in the world or in the bedroom. I mean, I have my mm-hmm. my own thoughts and opinions about that, things that I like. And um, mm-hmm. so this, but but with that said, I also love it when a woman can show up very powerfully, very sexual, and she does it in a way where she keeps my attention and my respect and keeps her own dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, and I love that. So, you know, you're saying there's women that you have come across that, Maybe you've dated and maybe bedded <laughs> that, uh-huh. that, show, <laughs> that show up in this very, like, almost powerful embodied sexual way so that you not mm-hmm. only are attracted to them, but you also respect them. And I feel like that's what happens a lot with this paradigm, this paradox of kind of the virgin or the whore is the virgin quote is respected, but the whore Mm -hmm. is wanted or desired, right? And what I would say is that as a woman, I'll just, you know, as a lot of women that I know, and a lot of women that I coach, it's like, we want both, we want to be desired. Um, we want to be wanted, but we also want to be respected. And so you're saying yeah. that your opinion is, is that that's a possibility of having that. And, and so what does that woman look like? How does that woman show up in your world from your point of view? Yeah. So, so let's do this. Let's go back to the first question that you asked about the, the women that are showing up in more of a sexual way, like online mm-hmm. and, and the selfies mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about that, and then I think we'll lead into talking about what the powerful woman looks like, because let's unwind some of this other stuff first. Um, Sure. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and so the the interesting thing is we we see this on Facebook all the time, where a woman shows up, she looks beautiful, she uh, does a selfie, or she's out with her friends, and there's some cleavage showing, and they're wearing the tight clothes, nice dress, short Mm -hmm. skirt, whatever, but Mm -hmm. looking smoking hot. Right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there and and then we we have men going on there and saying a whole bunch of stupid shit and making comments and drooling over them and and I mean some of the stuff I see guys right in there is just like pretty freaking disrespectful and yeah. um and and it's like they don't have a clue like how to actually talk to a woman in a respectful way. Now mm-hmm. this. Uh, some of this can be done from, I, I mean, I don't always know the intention of what a woman is doing because there could be a few different intentions that she has yeah. when she's yeah. posting that kind of yeah. uh, that kind of scenery, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if uh, th- there are many women that just are seeking the likes and the approval and the validation and, um, and, and that comes from the wound story, right? When, when a mm-hmm. woman or a man for that matter, when, when we've been hurt, it's nice mm-hmm. to have a little bit of validation. It's nice to have some people let you know that you're beautiful and you're hot and all of that kind of stuff. It feels good in yeah. a way. However, yeah. we know that it is pretty shallow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say that, like, in my 20s and even early 30s, like, because I was married super young, 
And then when I got divorced, I was uh, back in the dating scene. And, you know, and I was and I had left the Mormon church. And so I started actually wearing and I lost a lot of weight. And so all of a sudden I was getting attention. And I remember just loving the attention because I hadn't had the attention like any time my whole life. Right. And so I literally was just it, I was just sucking it all in almost in a way where it's like I couldn't almost get enough of validation from men because it was almost like I'd been starved and in the desert for 15 years, right? Um, <laughs> so, but I do remember that feeling of like it only lasted for so long. It only was, it was just this very, you know, moment. It was almost kind of like an adrenaline rush in the moment. And then I would feel almost used in a way I would feel like almost like kind of like taken advantage of energetically like Mm -hmm. it was just really it didn't feel it felt shallow it felt like it wasn't you know and and at that time I was kind of in a way experimenting sexually for the first time too and so I would have these like you know kind of tryst where I would like give a blowjob and stuff like that and it wasn't really even true for me to do it but it's like he wanted me to do it and so I would do it right and then but it all felt a little like surfacy and shallow and like it was coming from this place of wanting to please and wanting to get validation rather than coming from like this true inside space so I think that's kind of what you're speaking to right totally totally and and would you say that for your from your own perspective, could you feel a different energy in that versus being a powerful, respected woman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like when I was trying to just constantly get affirmed, there was mm-hmm. this place of not being respected. You know, where I felt yeah. like almost in a way I had to defend. Um, where I had to almost kind of shield myself from like, quote, the creeps, you know, like this kind of creepy sexual energy that would be coming at me. Um, and yeah. so it felt really unsafe and scary to me. Yeah. And actually yeah. truly not validating, right? Truly not validating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of what happens for women that experience. And then, you know, because it complicates things because, you know, my, my background, you know, I have sexual abuse in my background. And so then even that, right. Like, um, felt it like when that kind of quote creepy energy came my way, it almost felt violating because I'd already been violated. And so, and yet I felt like that was almost in a way, the only way I could quote get attention, is to show yeah. up that way. And so I yeah. do feel like that that very, very much is talking about the wound story and what you're, what you're speaking mm-hmm. to with regards to that of like the, yeah. the trauma and the wounds that happen for us as women when we're teenagers, when we're children and kind of going, like growing up into womanhood and, you know, what experiences we have that then we are as adult women kind of trying to navigate and express in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And and I'm not going to pretend that I know what it's like to be a woman and have had some abuse in in the past. I've worked with several women that have that have had that. So I, you know, kind of vicariously I, I am able to live into that as I'm working with them, but I don't know truly what it feels like and so I'm not going to profess to um 
And yeah, I want to go, you know, what you just said about the wound story is really interesting because when there is abuse and, and also other kinds of wound stories that we have, when those are unresolved, it's still vibrating in our body. Like, and, and mm-hmm. So when people have had sexual abuse, until they've found a place of resolve and really healed that, then that's still mm-hmm. vibrating in their body. And they're, they're, mm-hmm. that may bring up some, some places where the woman is looking unconsciously for the validation and for the mm-hmm. attention and, and stuff like that to try and feel good. And, and, and I'm not saying this is intentional at all with a woman. I mean, it, I guess it could be. But it's it's vibrating in the body, and so that it's still it's seeking that re- resolve. And then many times we go to the surface level of wanting the attention and the feel good to kind of soothe those feelings. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes. And, and then, so what? Oh, go ahead. Um, so then, um, when when women get that kind of attention, then when it's not truly like feeding their soul. It's just feeding mm-hmm. that wounded part of them. That's when it starts mm-hmm. to feel icky. That's when it feels like that attention. I mean, it's like, you know, many people will talk about one night stands and like they'll walk away from there feeling like empty, icky, with yeah. that creepy yeah. sexual energy, right? Because it's not fulfilling. It's, you know, most of most of the one night stands are like, it's left empty. There's, there's nothing yeah. of substance to that and there's no true connection in that, right? Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's the kind of energy that women get in the the posts on Facebook that we're talking about, and the the dudes on there being creepy and weird and saying disgusting things to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, I mean, kind of having been a woman, right, that was acting out my own woundedness, and then working mm-hmm. through so much of the healing around that. And I believe more and more showing up as a powerful sexual woman now, right? Like there is this way that we want to blame it all on the men where we want to say, like, stop being such a, you know, an asshole. You're being such a dick. You're being such a pervert, right? Right. Um, And yet there's like if you are receiving that from men, what part of you is – is choosing that what part of you is bringing that in what part of you wants to be healed through that process you know it's it's sure the men get to take accountability and responsibility and they get to um, you know they have the opportunity to learn and figure out how to be clean sexually right but we as right. women also have that responsibility and accountability and i feel like a lot of times women will play the victim and they'll just be like, see, like, they'll, I mean, I think this, I mean, it's kind of one of my pet peeves is like women will show up in a highly, like highly sexualized, like this crazy outfit that's just showing everything. And then they'll get mm-hmm. angry when men look at their boots, you know, or when men yeah. like, right, when men get turned on, they get mad, you know, and I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, what, like, what is that? Because you're basically giving a mixed message yourself, right? And that comes yeah. from probably from mm-hmm. a cultural stigma of receiving mixed messages as a woman, you know, and not really even knowing how to kind of show up in in that, you know, in a powerful way or in a truly embodied way. So, um yeah, I'm I'm really loving this conversation. We're going to go on break, but we're going to come back for more um, of this edginess. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. 
looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking with Morris, a.k.a. Dr. Lev, about <laughs> a sexually open woman. And I'm really loving this conversation. Um, I really love the yeah. comment in the chat room, you know, about, you know, we may not dress for anyone but ourselves, right? Kind of speaking to what I was just talking about before break around as a woman going out in this like awesome hot dress that shows everything, right? And that we may be doing that just for ourselves, right? Like for like, we want to feel sexy, we want to feel hot. And what she said is that we need to be aware that how we dress can and often will create attention and feedback. And it's really up to us how we respond. And I really love that. I appreciate yeah. you, um, you know, saying that because I absolutely agree with that. Right. And I think that's kind of what we're, what we're kind of bridging into is this, um, energy of this powerful, woman you know that is so that is dressing up for herself right that does want Mm -hmm. to feel good and look good and be sexy um, but it's not coming necessarily from this place of I want attention it's coming from this place of I want to be expressed right yeah yeah I, I also love that message as well and I and I would love to dive into this specifically because it's like there are so many mixed messages around this specific thing, um, yes. the, the way women dress. Yes. And, and, you know, um, some women may dress up like that and, and not realize. Uh, and she may be a little unconscious to the fact that she is going to get some feedback that she might not like, right? And, and so my, my invitation to women is be very uh, clear about 
what you're wearing and why you are wearing that. Be intentional about how you're dressing. I mean, if you're wanting to dress like that where you've got some cleavage and you just look some, looking sexy as fuck, then own that, right? <laughs> and, and, and not not have the not have mixed energy around that, not being like, well, I kind of want to look this way, but don't you look at me, but don't say anything to me. Does, does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That sends mixed that's what messages, I, totally. Yes, it does send mixed messages. And, you know, I think that's what happens when you are, I think the whole point of this show, honestly, is that when a woman is not aligned and clear inside of her, then she's going to actually bring mixed attention and energy from outside of her that doesn't feel good. So, that is our point in this conversation is as a woman, and I love how you said that about like being clear and intentional, you know, and then we're not mm-hmm. saying that to dress up to get attention is wrong. We're not saying that at right. all because there are some times right. when like I actually want, I want affirmation, right? Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, I would totally. love to be sexualized right now, actually. <laughs> like I'm actually yeah. like I'm actually choosing that in this moment. I'm gonna choose to be objectified in this moment because I actually <laughs> want to feel that way in this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at it from like a general perspective, no, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. maybe choose that. But there are some moments when it actually just kind of feels good. <clears throat> and so mm-hmm. it's not about like it this isn't about right or wrong. This is right. about like being aligned with your truth in the moment. Right. And yeah. that's what I love yeah. about being clear and intentional <clears throat> when you put something on and then know that you know, that, that, that what you put out is what you're going to receive. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to speak to, uh, on behalf of a man's perspective on this, because like, I remember back years ago before I like really started diving in and learning about this and learning how to be more respectful, learning how to control myself, be in charge of my sexualness. Right. When, mm-hmm. when I would see a woman like that, I could not look away. I mean, it was just like, mm-hmm. shit, just there, there's mm-hmm. something about that. And, and when, when we are unconscious about all the sexualness and controlling ourselves, and, and um, you know, being a little more <laughs> respectful and discreet about it, like there is some, there, there is that draw to the sexualness that an unconscious man has a hard time being aware of and in control of, right? I mean, when, when we would see, when, when I would see, a very sexy woman walk into a room or walk down the road. It's just like, my goodness, you, it's like almost impossible for us to not look at that and objectify and feel sexual thoughts toward that woman. It's just, that's how we're programmed. We don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> we're unconscious. It's just like, damn, what, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. So you're so, saying there's kind of this raw primal place in you that just goes to sex when you when you see a woman like that and that really it's about what do you choose then what do you mm-hmm. how do you navigate that kind of uh, response in your body is that what you're saying right yeah mm-hmm. totally and and you know what i many times i would be that that could be at 10 o'clock in the morning and at 5 p.m i'm still thinking about that woman 
right? Because it just mm-hmm. made that impact, that that sexualness, and it's just like, damn. And and many times as a man, you don't know how to deal with that. You don't know how to, uh, because sex is such. When when we're younger, we have such a high sex drive. Seriously, I mean, when when people talk about men being like over over uh sexualized or or whatever thinking about that all the time it's it's real it, it is real for a man mm-hmm. to be in that space i mean not all of the well time, for most men not all men but, right and not all men right and, right um, not all yeah. men I mean, and unfortunately and yeah. as a man gets older we start to that, that starts to resolve itself or kind of go away or we get more we mature more we start to get more control over that and and um have, uh, you know, we can still certainly enjoy a woman looking like that and maybe even on mind go, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> and, but, but have, but have more control over that. Just enjoy that smile, you know, <laughs> move on. Mm-hmm. But in, in, you know, mm-hmm. there's a point in a man's life where that's very difficult. And, and so mm-hmm. from, from that place, this is this is where a lot of men show up on the Facebook thing about like I, I mean I've seen in in the public posts I've seen dudes say stuff like you know like actually you know will you fuck me or or stuff like that in a public mm-hmm. post I'm like my goodness and what drives a man to be so stupid in that moment mm-hmm. I mean does he really think he's going to get laid by saying that in a public post. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it is an interesting thing because I remember as a teenager, my mom gave me the message to not put my hand on a man's knee because it would drive him crazy and it would make mm-hmm. him feel so sexual that he wouldn't be able to stop himself. Okay, like literally she was giving me this message that I was going to get raped if I put my hand on a man's knee. Okay, and so it's interesting when you talk about that, because I totally get it that there's this primal response in a man. But what I feel like what has happened a lot and what the message that I got is that men can't, quote, control themselves. And so a woman has to stop being so provocative that a man is a victim to the woman and to the woman being sexual and that a man can't control himself and then the man can't be held responsible for what he does um, when a woman shows up that way. Right. And and that's the part for me where I'm like, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) no. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So, yeah, I want to run with this. Um, It's like back in the old paradigm, that's probably great advice. <laughs> right in the old paradigm, it, it, it's great to protect the women like that because it was like um, swept under the carpet so much, and, and men could get away with it easier, and, and a lot of that kind of stuff. And so it might have, it was probably good advice from your mom, but it doesn't set a good standard, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not, it, it's not right. It's it, we we shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, and, and that goes along the line with so many mixed messages that, that we're dealing with right now. You know, the, the woman who's dressed overtly sexual and then mad because a man couldn't take his eyes off her cleavage or, or something like that. I mean, that's, that's very similar. It's just a, a message that's it's wrong. It, well, not wrong, yeah. but it just it doesn't work, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I... What I guess what I would say is how I would size it up is that any time that you're putting someone in the victim position, 
right? Like it, it doesn't work. It's actually, you're not, um, that's not accountable. And so women who feel like they're victimized by men and sexual energy, that, that's be, not being accountable or, or choosing for you. That's not being powerful. And men too, who are like, I can't control myself, you know, or women saying that men can't control themselves, that's the man being the victim. And it's right. not actually true, right? So I get the yeah. primal response, but it's mm-hmm. actually like a man's, in my opinion, it's a, it just like a woman gets to be held responsible, so does a man. And a man like yeah. you, I think you're a great example of this, where you have been highly sexual for most of your life, you know, and mm-hmm. you have that, that like it's a very motivating factor in your world and you do um, have that kind of primal energy that comes out of you and you've had to learn and step up and take accountability and, you know, learn from the choices that you've made and kind of see, you know, how do you become more conscious and respectful and, um, you know, and like you said, control or direct that energy in a positive way. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So we we were talking earlier about the the responses that women get and and also about the energy in in all of this. And so we we know that there there's from the wound story there there's that creepiness, there there's um that weird sexual energy, there's that um and and I'll speak more to a man's side, right? And this is like yeah. women talk about men showing up creepy. And so yeah. a man coming from his wound story uh, being afraid to approach a woman, being, you know, not looking her in the eye, stuff like that, this comes across as creepy. And and basically this is this is coming from the man's wound story, which could be a vibrational match for a woman mm-hmm. that still carries her wound from, you know, yes. being abused or whatever. And so this is kind of a vibrational match. And so mm-hmm. if a woman is dressing sexy extremely sexy and she's doing that for her uh just her validation the attention and all of that kind of stuff and she's not coming from her place of power she's mm-hmm. going to draw forth those men that are in that wounded place in that so-called creepy energy and that is what mm-hmm. they're going to call forth because we you know believe it or not we can look at a picture and we can see unconsciously we can see and sometimes consciously if people are paying attention to it we can look at that picture and say, is that woman, like, resolved right now? Is she in a low vibration? Is she in a high vibration? We can look and see. And unconsciously it mm-hmm. happens. And so uh-huh. um, if if a woman is putting that out there and she's coming from a lower vibration, she is going to attract that kind of response, mm-hmm. those creepy types of response from men, the men, like, drooling all over them and, and can't take their mm-hmm. eyes off of them. And uh, that's that's the thing that continues to perpetuate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And so then it's the wound interacting with the wound, right? And how yes. often do you see that? I mean, you see it everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, I love. I feel like this is such a an important conversation uh, because when we're pointing the finger, you know, when men are saying, well, women shouldn't dress this way, 
or shouldn't act this way, you know, because like that makes it hard on us. Or when women are pointing the finger and saying, hey, men shouldn't be creepy and show up this way, you know, then we're not actually getting to a place of accountability of of the dialogue that really could happen, of the healing that could happen, of the reason why that interlock is happening between the masculine and the feminine. And we don't actually get to the healing and to the empowerment on both sides. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I, I, I love this part of the conversation because it's like many times we will think we are showing up in a certain way and yet the underlying and underneath mm-hmm. that, we are being run from the wound story from the place where we're not feeling resolved. And so we, we will get different results than we were hoping to get. Right. And so mm-hmm. Just because a woman happens to show some cleavage one day doesn't necessarily mean that she wants that kind of attention that day. It just maybe she unconsciously got dressed, just threw something on, rushed out the door, whatever, and now she's getting attention that she doesn't necessarily want. And so there, it wasn't necessarily intentional, but that's what shows up that day. And and I think when it's not intentional, then it comes from the basic vibration. And if she's coming from a unresolved uh, hurt place that day, worrying stuff like that, she's going to attract that kind of message. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I feel like I've, I have played with this a lot in my lifetime of like um, being really conservative and being a Mormon and not showing up in mm-hmm. sexual in any way and then getting mm-hmm. divorced and then being really provocative in the way that I dress to the point where my boyfriend was like, can you please stop wearing these clothes? You're driving <laughs> men crazy. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and then back to more like modest, you know, and then kind of mm-hmm. like all over the court. Right. Of like, and yeah. now being in this place of like, what is it that my body wants to dress? How does my body want to dress? Right. So that's what mm-hmm. I ask myself now is like body, right. like how, how do you want to show up? What clothes do you want to wear? Um, and so sometimes it's fully like, um, like head to toe clothing, right? Like all in black. And sometimes it's like massive cleavage and like whatever, right? So for me, I'm in this place of, of how do I want to show up um, in this moment? How do I want to feel? Um, and I think for me, I've gotten feedback my whole adult life that I like people describe me as sexy, like, you know, like some women are beautiful, some women are pretty, some women, right? Well, I would say that I can't tell you how many times women and men have told me that I'm sexy. And so it's been this very interesting conversation for me personally, because like Mm -hmm. I, for a long time, all I wanted to be was beautiful because to be sexy was dangerous, right? Um, And so I would almost like shut down my sexualness or try to, you know, by covering up by like almost not even being turned on, I would almost like shut down my sexual energy so that people didn't say that to me. You know, like I've had many people say that I'm like walking sex. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. what? You know, like, I don't like for a long time. I mean, still, even now, it's kind of like, really? Okay, like, I mean, I, I guess, you know, um, but it was, so I got a lot, a lot, a lot of attention just from being a very, showing up as a sexy, just even yeah. every day, my energy is 
sexy, right? And so, right. Um, so what I I I love this conversation because I, I feel like I'm so much more owning that and so much more saying like this is who I am, and I get to choose what happens when I get that energy from people, right? Of like, yeah. uh, like I like now. Even if it's creepy energy, I just transmute it into something that feels really good for me. Like, honestly, energy is energy, guys. And so if, for me, even if it feels like objectifying or kind of creepy or whatever, I'll literally just be like, receive it and transmute it. It doesn't have to trigger me. It doesn't have to affect me. It doesn't have to kind of diminish me any, in any way. I can see it for the wound that's in them and I can just transmute it into something different inside of me. And that's the power of, of that's the power of energy is that it doesn't, you can change it. You can do something different with it. Um, so that's what I do. I yeah. make it, into something that totally works for me instead of complaining or being upset or feeling like a victim. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Yeah. Totally. Love it. Cool. So we got to go on break, <laughs> but we'll be back for more of this compelling conversation. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We're talking with Morris Coons, a.k.a. Dr. Love, about the sexually open woman. And before break, we were talking about – I was sharing my experience 
of um, how I transmute energy um, from specifically from men, honestly, because I feel like it comes a lot from men. Although I would say that, you know, because I would consider myself bisexual, so, you know, I have been in the world of um, women, too, that sometimes there are women who I feel kind of bring kind of funky energy or kind of show or express that to me that I've also transmuted, but mostly it's men. And you wanted to talk about that. You wanted to say something about that? Yes, absolutely. So I, I love where we went with this and you talking about being kind of in control of what you do with what comes at you, with what feedback you get yeah. from the way you're showing up. I love yeah. this because, mm-hmm. you know, when when we talk about a fully sexually expressed woman who can show up in a very powerful, confident way, this is a lot different than what we were talking about earlier with the girls posting selfies and stuff like that for attention. I mean, we've all been in a, in a space where, you know, in, in a conference or something and the door opens and this woman just, like, walks in the, the room and her dress is flowing and she's got cleavage and she's dressed to the nines and, you know, she might be an average-looking woman with an average body type, but the way that she walks in and the way she's dressed and the way that she owns herself Everybody is just like, oh, my God, who is that, right? Every Everybody, man and woman alike, they can't take their eyes off of her. They can't stop looking at her breasts. They, I mean, they're just like, wow, who is this woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and so we've all had those experiences, but if we, if we look at who this woman is being in this moment, she is owning every part of herself. She is showing up looking sexy as fuck. And she owns it. She knows it. There's no doubt in her mind. And there's nothing any of us can argue about in that moment. And does she get people looking at her? Does she get people staring at her cleavage? Does she get people like, wow, and feeling sexual about her? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But how many people do you think come up to her and say that really stupid thing about, hey, baby, how you do it? Let's go. Right? I mean, you, she doesn't get that in this moment, right? It doesn't mean she's never had that. But in this moment right. where, she, where she's really owning her sexuality, owning her space, owning who she is in that moment, and being sexy as fuck, that's mm-hmm. when things change. And this is, this is what we were talking about, you know, like what works and what doesn't work. This is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about in a way that works. When we can totally own who we are, be fully sexually expressed, not giving a shit what anybody else thinks, mm-hmm. just showing mm-hmm. up in all of that, then mm-hmm. we are at complete choice about how we respond to people looking at us or maybe saying things or whatever. We are in charge of that. We are not affected by what they say because the truth is, is we, we live in a world where all of those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we can, yeah. when we can be I a love- choice to own that. Yes. What I love about that woman that you're speaking about, like, for me, that's like Queen Latifah. If you've ever, like, saw her, like, not in a role or whatever, like, she is so sexy, right? Like, she just loses sexual confidence. And, like, she would be the that kind of not typical, quote, body type or whatever that our society says is 
quote mm-hmm. sexy or highly attractive, but she has that energy and she just right. embodies her body and owns her body that way and is just that, right? And it's so cool totally. to see it and to experience it, right? So you see, so that would for me is an example of that. But what I love about that woman in, is that it's literally energy coming out of her that ripples into the room. It's yeah. like she's not she's not going into a room trying to suck energy out of somebody or out of the room by like, hey, look at right. me and give me affirmation, give me attention or give me appreciation or tell me I'm sexy or beautiful. No, she's walking into that room as like I am full. I am full, yeah. I'm embodied, I'm sexual, and that my energy ripples out into the room and that your energy can do whatever it wants to do. It could, you can not pay attention, you can pay attention, you can be creepy, you can not be creepy. It doesn't actually matter because I am full and embodied and, and expressed, right? And yes. so it literally is just like, I mean, talk about powerful, right? Yeah, Like talk absolutely. about like every man and woman going like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. It's, yes. Yeah, I mean that. I I like I want more of <laughs> that. that. I aspire to that. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking right along with this is when if that person walks in the room and they are looking for some validation and looking for some attention or whatever, then there is a little bit of neediness in the space or a lot of neediness in the space depending on the level that they are looking for. And so, therefore, when you have that neediness, when you're looking for something and you are not full, guess what? It does exactly opposite what you just said. It starts to suck the energy in. It starts to suck Mm -hmm. the energy towards self rather than being full of the energy and letting that ripple out from you, right? And we Mm -hmm. all feel that. We are all feeling creatures, feeling human beings. We all feel that. We don't always know what's going on. We're not always conscious of what's happening. But we feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anytime, mm-hmm. anytime anybody is coming from that need, that need for validation, attention, whatever, and, and starts to go, the, the neediness move, uh, needle starts to move over to that side, well, that's when the creepy energy starts to show up. That, and and mm-hmm. depending on the level, I mean, if it's just a little bit, it, it's not so noticeable, but the more and more it gets over to where it's going to the wound story, into that mm-hmm. neediness. That's where creepy mm-hmm. shows up, and that's where all of that energy shows up that nobody wants. I mean, mm-hmm. when we have somebody that's... approach us in, in you know, like in the dating scene or whatever, if people approach us from a needy place, we feel it, and it's icky. We don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I so love I, I love making and... this distinction between the two. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And... And, you know, I mean, we could really talk about this for, I mean, we do. Morris and I talk about this stuff, <laughs> like, all the time, right? Yeah. Like, we have so many conversations about all of this. But we wanted to give you some resources because if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're resonating with this and you're saying, yeah, okay, but I don't know how to deal with my woundedness, you know, like, I don't know how to deal with wanting wanting to be, like, um, affirmed. Like, I, I know that I've got to work on this or, you know, whatever. I want to be more of that woman or – um, or if you're one of the, you know, men that are like feeling like, oh, gosh, I could really like work on 
controlling or whatever myself or like becoming more conscious about how I view women. You know, we have this new Facebook group that well, we created a, maybe a couple weeks ago called Radical Intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so you, it's, it's on Facebook. It's a private group. We're not just adding people to the group. So if you, if you want, um, just ask to be added. We're having really amazing, compelling conversations in there like this with both men and women. It's been super exciting because we've had, we have over 200 people already in the group and it's um, yeah. growing every day. But if you like this conversation, we're having more conversations like this in Radical Intimacy. So just go to Facebook um, and make a request and join us there. Um, we will, when we get to 250 people, we're going to be starting to drip content into that page of um, really compelling conversations that Morris and I have had that, that yeah. offer tips and tools for men and women to negotiate um, some of this craziness that happens between the masculine and the feminine. Um, and yeah. then what I also wanted to make sure and uh, mention is that Morris is stepping more, more fully into his coaching. Um, and he has a, program a 90-day program for women and can you in the next minute and a half tell people about how to find you and give information about that yeah absolutely so the the facebook group that you just mentioned is a great way i also have an email address talk to dr love doctor is spelled out at gmail.com and also on facebook if you send me a, a message then i'll respond there as well and um i just and want to say i'm really excited when? The program is starting in the first of the year. Cool. Um, awesome. and, and I'm really excited about the very first conversation that we're releasing into Radical Intimacy on Facebook. That conversation is juicy. That's a really good one. Yes. It, I mean, it, it really is about women who are are saying about their men that men are clueless and they just don't get it. Um, about their emotional intimacy and what what women can do to kind of inspire that and what men can do to um, to actually start the conversation around emotional intimacy. So that is the um, that's the combo that we're going to be releasing in radical intimacy. So definitely join us for that. Thank you so much, Morris, for coming back. You're one of my favorite my people, and I just appreciate you so much for coming. I love you. <laughs> Certainly, feeling is mutual, and I love you as well. And it's always <laughs> fun as hell to show up and do this with you. <laughs> so great. So t- tune in next week for more fun on Love Life and All Things Weird. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.